Hey, all my littles and my bigs, it's Barbara Jarabek here with the marvel of my ordinary life. In this story, I'm a mom. I'm a grown-up mom. I'm in my very first house with my family. There's Nickleby, there's his dad, and there's me in the cutest little house in Alameda. When you were standing in our backyard, which was tiny, tiny, the fences, they didn't seem that high, and you could kind of see the next house around the corner and the one after that and the one after that. Well, there was one house around the corner that was a little run down. I would take Nickleby for a walk when he'd hold my hand. He was probably three years old. He'd be in shorts and cowboy boots. and We'd be walking around the block. Sweetie, look at that flower. Look at that bird. Look at the dog coming towards us. And there was a dog coming towards us that was so old. Oh my gosh, it was so, so old. One of those little, what do you call, chihuahua kind of dogs. Teeny tiny and just walking like with little stiff legs. And then I noticed its owner was pretty much the same age. She was so old. He kind of was shuffling, 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 and then tap, tap, tapping with a cane. And I realized she was blind. So I kind of made a little bit of noise talking to Nicholas. And we got up to her and chatted a little bit about her cute little dog. And she'd had it for like 20 years. And it was getting old. And she was too. Her house was right next to where we stopped. And it was one of the houses that I could actually glance over and see the back of their house and a little bit of their backyard. I told her that. I was like, oh, we live right around the corner. Oh, dear. Would you come and help with the dog sometimes? And I thought, sure. It's just around the corner. Nickleby and I will walk over. We decided that was the plan that now and then I'd walk over and check on her and check on her little dog which we did for quite a bit. Oh my gosh, it's almost kind of yucky. When you're really old and you're really blind, you don't always notice that your little dog has poo-pooed in the house or peed on the furniture. There's dog food spilled out. Oh, first time I went over there, I opened the door. Oh, look. Hello, Barbara. How are you, dear? Oh, hi. It's so nice to see you. Can we walk your dog today? Oh, sure. That would be great. I'm just going to take a rest on the couch. And so we'd take the little dog. I'm not kidding. Its legs were like like frozen solid sticks. It couldn't bend them. It was just waddle, 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 tip, tap, tip, tap, down the block we went. We would never really go far because then it would just be like dragging like, oh, I'm so tired. And Nicholas thought it was pretty fun. After we'd been going back and forth for a while, it became routine that when we were in our backyard watering the plants or playing with a ball or just having a little picnic, with Nicholas, I could look over and see the back of her house. And I always kind of checked to see the curtains were open and the window was open and getting some fresh air in that little house. And we started noticing just out of the corner of our eye, I'd say, Nickleby, did you see something go in the chimney? I don't know. I could swear I saw something go in that chimney. And more and more looked to me like there was a rat going in the chimney. Ew, gross. I don't want to tell her she has a rat in her chimney. That way that house is all mishmash. Maybe there is a rat in her chimney. Nicholas was off getting a haircut with his dad on this day. I walked around the corner to go check on our little lady friend and her dog. And as I was walking, I just started thinking, they're so old. Wonder if the lady died 
dies and the dog's still alive or the dog dies and the lady's still alive, they're both going to be heartbroken. Whoever dies first, it's just going to be so sad. As it turns out, I turn around the corner and there's all this commotion at her house. There's moving trucks and packers. What is going on here? Hey, I was coming to walk the dog. Oh, yeah, honey, the dog died and so did the little lady. Oh, that's so sad. But you know, the little lady was holding the dog when we found them, which is kind of nice, you all. You know, if you're going to have to die, you wouldn't have to leave your dog. They both died together, so yippee. But I also thought, oh, good, now I don't have to tell them about the rats because they'll probably figure that out. This was in the summertime, and it was just beautiful out. Along the side of our house, there was like a little patio. Nickleby and I used to, this is sort of weird, but it was fun. We'd lay blankets on the ground, and we'd bring our pillows, and we'd put our heads on our pillow. In his life, it was super late. It was like 9 o'clock, and for a 3-year-old, that was crazy talk to keep him up that late. And we'd lay on our backs, and we'd stare at the sky. And we were waiting for falling stars. Sometimes we'd see them. That's pretty good that a three-year-old would actually see one. Like, falling star, falling star. So this particular night, we're laying there and we're just looking and looking. And I feel this little hand go tap, tap, tap on my arm. Mommy, what's licking my toe? What the heck? It's probably a rat. And I jump up and there's this flash of movement runs under the wheelbarrow. And I thought, what the heck? was that? That That's way too big to be a rat. Turned on the porch light and it was a little black kitty. Little black kitty with just a little bit of white on its chest. And I said, Nickleby, it's a kitty cat. Really tiny one. The little kitty is like talking to us and talking to us and Nickleby's like, oh, mommy, can we keep it? I want to call it Tootsie because, you know, it really likes my Tootsies. She's Louise. Daniel a little bit allergic, so I thought, well, that's probably not going to work. At that time, we had one big, huge red dog. It was called a Rhodesian Ridgeback. Her name was Elsa. She was goofy. She would run across the top of the furniture when the doorbell rang. She would jump up so high that her head went past the top of the fence so that when people went by, she was like, boing, 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 like a kangaroo. The thought of bringing a kitten into the house was, goy, yoy, that sounds like a lot, a lot. But I didn't want to leave the kitten outside. And I started thinking about it. That's kind of funny, Nickleby. All the time we've laid out here, and we've never seen this kitty. But now that the little lady and her dog are gone, now we're seeing this kitty. I wonder if that's what's been living in her chimney. And the next day, I asked around the neighborhood, and they said, yeah, that little kitty is a stray. She's lived in her chimney over there for a long, long time. Forget about the fallen stars. Now we got this kitty to worry about. So we scooped up the kitty, brought it in the house. Elsa was like, what? You brought me a living toy. She starts jumping and jumping, not in a mean way. What do you got? What do you got? Like that kind of a way. And the kitty's... 
out. Get away from me. Kitty pushes off of me and takes off running around the house. It wasn't a very big house, but it had lots of doors that you could go in one room and out another door. Back in the room and out again and around and around. The two of them were chasing each other. And, oh, good night. This is a lot of trouble. I don't know if this is the best idea we ever had. I needed to get Nicholas to bed. He was getting pretty excited. Mommy, mommy, it's going to get hurt. Can I sleep with it? Oh, gosh. No, no. Let's just, let's just put you to bed. So I got Nickleby to bed and I went back out into the living room and it was very quiet. Oh my gosh, it's going to be like a dead cat. What's happening out here? I go into the other room. The kitty is underneath the couch and the dog's nose is underneath the couch. I mean, I don't know what the kitty was doing, but the dog didn't seem like it was too concerned about there being a kitty under the couch. Okay, I'm going to bed. That's enough. You guys are either going to make it out just fine or not. I went to bed. The next morning I woke up and I walk out and there's Elsa on the couch and there's Tootsie all curled up with Elsa and both sleeping away. Best buddies after one night. It was so funny and also, shoo, thank goodness. Fast forward a couple years. Tootsie's life was only outside. She did not want to live in the house. She'd lived her whole life outside. No way, no how was she going to start coming in the house to live now. We had a basket that we left at the front door. It was a square basket with a blanket and her little food and water dish. She would literally sleep in that basket. It was really deep, so she could get all the way hidden or she could raise her head up and look to the right and look to the left. And if anybody was coming, she'd sink back down. That's just where she lived. There came a time where we decided to look for a tiny bit bigger house. We found a great house with a great yard and a nice little brick walkway. It was so cute. That was great for us, but try to tell the kitty that lives only outside that we're moving. She was not having it. Not at all. We had to pick her up outside. Hi, kitty. I'm just picking you up to say hi. Open up a crate. Pop her in there and close the door. She is running around the inside of that dog crate, hitting the walls. Really, she did that all the way over to the new house, which thankfully was only about 20 minutes away. It was just bam, ba, bam, ba, bam. We took her into the new house, which we knew she wouldn't like. But the good news is I took her upstairs. I put her in a spare bedroom and I gave her tuna and salmon and all the best food every single day for about a week so that she would know, okay, this is the place you want to be. You don't want to run away. This is the good food spot. Then we let her roam around the house. Then we opened up the front door. Thankfully, it was on a quiet street. Out the front door she went, wandered around. Oh, look, my basket. It's on the front step. She climbed in. It was like she was on her throne again and she surveyed the neighborhood and huh. This is interesting. And as it turns out, there were a fair amount of other cats, which Tootsie was no slouch. Out of my front yard, get off the lawn, get away from here. She protected her yard pretty ferociously. Time went by. Never having taken her to the vet, she lived so long. She was 20 years old when this happens. The neighbors down the street on the corner were having an open house. It was time for them to retire and they were moving. They opened up their front door, put a big pot of flowers at the door to hold it open all day long. For a kitty, 
who likes to roam around. She walked down there and she saw all the people going in and out and in and out. She said, why, thank you. I think I'd like to go in and out. And while no one was paying attention, Tootsie went in. Well, lucky day. The people sold that house that very day. And the realtor walked out the door and locked it. Mm-hmm. Locked the door. Where do you suppose Tootsie was? Oi, yoy, yoy. Here's what happened. It was winter time, so the rains had started. Christmas was coming in about three, four weeks. I was bustling around getting ready for the holidays, and I kept saying, has anybody seen Tootsie? I haven't seen her in like two days, and that is not like her. And we looked in the garage. We looked in the house, even though fat chance she'd be in the house way more likely outside. And then I started <gasps> worrying, did she get hit by a car? Did somebody steal her? Where's Tootsie? We looked and looked. We had pictures. We had posters made and put them on all the telephone poles, which was so sad because I always see those posters and think, oh my gosh, those poor people, where's their little pet? We called and called. One night it was pouring rain. Nicholas and I had gone out and we're just calling and calling for the kitty. Nickleby, listen. Even there was raining and it was windy. I mean, it was a storm, which was why I was out there looking because I thought if she's hurt somewhere, she's getting sopping wet. And I could swear I heard a faint little meow meow. I listened, the less I seemed to hear it, and I just gave up and went back home. In the next two days, it was Christmas Eve, then Christmas. So on Christmas Eve, I saw a truck go down the street with all these bits of furniture piled in the back. And I thought, oh, that looks like it's from the house on the corner. Wow, they must be totally moved out now. Went back in. I was making dinner. Daniel had gone for a bike ride, so he was upstairs taking a shower. And this was Christmas Eve, you all. A month has gone by with no kitty. I hear this meow at the front door. No. I open up the door <gasps> and you all, that skinniest little black tootsie you've ever seen. Oh my gosh, you all. You could see every bump on her back every bit of her backbone, every little rib, and her face had white powder all over it. Where have you been? I picked her up. She couldn't even really meow. What the heck? That's not even a cat noise, sweetie. What is that? Picked her up. She was just on her last leg. Earlier that day, Daniel said to me, he's trying to make me happy. So, sweetie, what do you want for Christmas? Started crying. I just want my Tootsie. Oh, sweetie, I can't get you Tootsie. I'm so sorry. I ran upstairs. I knock on the door. Dan's got the shower on. I said, sweetie, sweetie, turn the shower off. Shower water goes off. What is it? You're never going to believe who was at the front door. He opens the door, crack, peeks around. <gasps> no. Wow. I'm really good. You asked for Tootsie for Christmas and I gotcha her. Yeah, you did. Oh, Tootsie. We brought her back downstairs and fed her just a little bit. You're not supposed to just let them eat all they want if they haven't eaten for a really long time. So she nibbled and nibbled and nibbled and then you all, she got in her basket at the front door and just slept. She was racked out for a day. 
I had to keep checking on her to make sure she was alive. And remember, I said she had white powder all over her. The house that she was locked in, it was a three-story house. She had been wandering every single floor. She had gone into the basement where they had been doing some construction to freshen up the house to sell it. Well, she had gotten white powder all over her face, just poking around, looking for a way out. Kind of funny. Uh-oh, I bet you she left a few little poopy surprises in that basement. Called the vet. What do you suppose she ate to stay alive? The vet said probably flies, moths. She probably drank from the toilet. That is one lucky little kitty. Tootsie at the time was 20. She lived another entire year. She lived that last year like woohoo, living her best life. She was so happy to be back home in her little basket. It was pretty cool. We never did take her to the vet. She lived to be 21. 21-year-old cat, you all. Ooh, somebody look it up and I wonder how old that is. In cat time, I wonder how old 21 is. Probably like 130 because she was real old. A shout out to my special friend, Ani. Barbara, what about Tootsie? So there you go, Ani. The story of Tootsie. Strangest little kitty that we got in the strangest little way. I hope you enjoyed it. I will see you later. Bye.